1: no jumper coolest podcast in the world and today we're having a sit down with somebody who's made a lot of noise on youtube and other platforms over the past few years i'm very impressed by the
0: grind corporate is in the building blessings i appreciate a bit. Dow, <laughs> how you doing man very <laughs> no, nice to meet complain. you likewise thank you definitely
1: yeah man uh you've, you've been going crazy the past few years when, when when you think you really started your ascent into
0: becoming what you are now um, I want to say, uh, well, 2016 is when the um, series of videos that I produced called uh, Chicago Be Like. Right. When it first started taking off. Um, I want to say 2018 is when it started, you know what I'm saying, reaching new heights. I believe that's the first year that I um, got the chance for AT&T mm-hmm. to reach out to me and work. So, so they yeah. want,
1: they had you make a piece of content for them?
0: Yes. What um, did that starring, look like? Starring me and my daughter. It was uh, like a commercial for a campaign that they had. Okay.
1: Blit. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> dude, I told you the salt's not coming out right.
0: That's Maybe that. it wasn't loaded right, but now
1: watch it. That's a crazy contraption. Ah, I mean, that's, if he comes back, I might give him another shot, but I swear it's
0: not working right. Yeah, I got a little PTSD. You get the pulling <laughs> out guns on Sorry, man. You feel? I'm about to put good. a switch on this thing, actually. <laughs> that's a wow. I got a whole plan.
1: <laughs> Uh, but, okay, wait. how did that work? at t just reaches out to you and they say, hey, we
0: want you to make some content for us? Um, they had this uh, campaign. I want to say it was called the Codes of Culture. Uh-huh. And they had me as one of the headlining faces for um, being one of the people that's uh, rewriting the narrative okay. of Chicago. So, yeah. Interesting. So they didn't think your content was too edgy for them or anything? Uh, not at all. It was more so, um, you know, it's ability to connect with the people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And also, um, it's ability to help erase the stigma right. that's, you know what I'm saying, hovering over Chicago. Because, of course, you know, you ask anybody, up, even if you tell somebody, I'm from Chicago, they be like, oh, Chirac. <laughs> right. I'd like, nah, it's Chicago. Bro, it's Flacco
1: right. be doing that to people all the time. I've learned not to do that. When people tell me where they're from, I'm not like, oh, my God, that's where everybody getting pop. That because sure, sure. it's just that's like asking an Asian girl uh what kind of Asian she is. Don't guys it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. The, the most obvious thing to say to somebody from Chicago, yeah, so you gotta sure.
0: try to avoid it. Most definitely. I hate that shit with a passion, I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel like a lot of motherfuckers that's not from the city, they be saying that shit just to be cool. Mm. You feel me? Like, but I, I hate that shit for real. Like I don't endorse that term, I don't use it, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to contribute to, you know, what I'm saying Chicago being known as Chicago. You know mm. what I'm saying? I understand where the term came from in regard to it being similar to you know what i'm saying uh different statistics over you know what i'm saying in iraq and so on and so forth if i get it you know what i'm saying but my <clears throat> bug is trying to stray away from that you know what mm. i'm saying so yeah
1: but i heard you talking in one interview about how it wasn't until you left chicago and started living in different places that you started to realize how weird some things about you just because you grew up in chicago were Does that also extend to, like, now that when you go to other places, are you like, oh, fuck, this is, like, they're way less... Concerned with violence, or so people are thinking about
0: the possibility of a drive by way less here. Does it really feel like that when you go other places now? For sure. Shit, mm. even, you know what I'm saying, being out here, you know what I'm saying, lovely LA, mm. you feel me, it's over pleasant, you know what I'm saying, so on and so forth. But, you know, I'm still looking around trying to, and, and motherfuckers that's not familiar with that, they'd be like, Are you okay? Mm. Like, is everything all right? Like, you know what I'm saying, but I can't help that shit. Right.
1: I mean, LA is. I feel like it's pretty safe unless you are a rich person mm-hmm. slash flexing. I don't you know. If sure. you run around with a bunch of jewelry on and everything, never mind cash, definitely you could get guy. For sure. And then if you're in the streets, if you're a gang member, if you have beef, this kind of thing. I mean, as a regular civilian, I mean, well, there's a lot of home invasions and whatnot. But, for sure. But, you know, the average person, I don't know how much violence is a huge concern for them. I don't get But do you feel like the average person in Chicago is – Very on edge, like, Or I mean, realistically, most of the killing in Chicago is rival gang members,
0: right? For sure. But see, it's a lot of, you know what I'm saying, innocent bystanders, Mm, unheard of amounts of innocent bystanders that, you know what I'm saying, fall victim to, you know what I'm saying, different beefs, and you know what I'm saying, a lot of times, it ain't even beefs, it's goofies with poles, like, you know what I'm saying, straight bullets motherfuckers trying to be cool, like, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, imagine, you know, that, that I... I recall, like, you know, a, a child just in a bedroom playing mm. in, the, in the comfort stories. of their own home, Ugh, yeah. bullet come through the window. Like, you know what I'm saying? That type of shit caused a different type of PTSD. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you never know. You could be tucked and put up somewhere, like, you know what I'm saying, and out the way. And, and, and you know, that type of activity is still find you. Mm. Do you remember when Chief Keef came out? Absolutely. For sure. How old were you? Um, let's see. So this was 2012. Um... I'm 34 now, so shit. About 10 years ago. Yep, type
1: shit. So, did like, I talked to a lot of people, and it's always interesting to hear their perspective, because even, like, D-Gaines, who shot a lot of Chief Geek's sure. early videos when I was talking to him, he said that he remembers a time where, uh, I think it was King Yeller or FBG Duck, that they just were in the studio, Lil' Durk walks in. The GDBD thing was not like that at that point where these guys couldn't be around each other you know they said what up they kept it moving and then he said after that little jojo shit happened that that's when it really became this like life or death thing where the city was kind of split down the middle Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah, from, um, from my recollection, you know what I'm saying, during that particular time period, you know what I'm saying, definitely, rest in peace to little JoJo, you know what I'm saying, I'm a fan of Chicago culture altogether, you know what I'm saying, I'm cool with the BDs, I'm cool with the GDs, like, you know what I'm saying, I have rapport with both sides and, you know what I'm saying, other sides, so, you know, just being somebody that's um, looking from a neutral standpoint, you know what I'm saying, that particular area, I can definitely see where tensions increased, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, it's always been a different type of tension in chicago but during a particular time you know what i'm saying tensions had definitely increased for sure for one reason or another
1: mm, and it feels like now it's kind of like almost past the point of no return because the fans just hype this shit up on social media it's just like there's so much energy between groups of people that it's it's kind of hard to imagine the way out of that would you say that that's accurate
0: um, I, I don't want to say it's to the point of no return Because that's one of my main Like job duties mm. Is like switching that Improving that So on and so forth But however I can empathize you know what i'm saying it's been a lot of bloodshed you know what i'm saying mm. motherfuckers lost people like lost loved ones like and you know how do you tell someone that you know what i'm saying lost someone that they was close to and in a lot of cases it was blood or motherfuckers that they grew up with and, mm. and they lost them how do you tell them like just chill and let it go right you know what i'm saying so i empathize with you know what i'm saying the beef being deep but however I still, you know what I'm saying? Well, my Luther King, I have a dream. <laughs> Fuck the time about that. Chicago is going to get back to a decent place. So, mm. And I'm one of the main, you know what I'm saying, perpetuating forces behind trying to make that happen. So, yeah. It's interesting, yeah, because, I mean, somebody like you spreading a positive message, we could probably list off
1: a shitload of people in Chicago that are spreading positivity and not adding to that shit. But when you have, like, the top rappers basically just still reveling in that shit, it's kind of hard for us to imagine moving past it. I think the thing that really would need to happen is like you really need to get all the bigger rappers from the area to kind of be on the same page in terms of not saying certain things or making shit sound cool in records because that's the whole problem is that kids just think killing and gangbanging is cool.
0: You know, I I, I got some thoughts, different thoughts that surround that. Well, one, I want to say, Let's just take drill rap in general Mm. You know what I'm saying I never You had a lot of people that were saying Drill rap specifically Mm. is You know what I'm saying What's really pushing motherfuckers To act the way that they act Me personally I never had anything against drill rap And the reason being is that You know what I'm saying Life is about love and war Mm. you know what i'm saying and both sides deserve to tell their story as much as you as 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 much as you got motherfuckers like singing about love and you know what i'm saying good times and so on and so forth on the other side of the spectrum you know what i'm saying motherfuckers speaking about their life experiences you know what i'm saying and the turmoil and the struggle so on and so forth they um, they deserve to tell their story as well mm. however i've i've always felt like um there could be a better balance of, you know what I'm saying, a and war. You know what I'm saying, as far as the music is concerned in Chicago, because imagine if you got, you know what I'm saying, just drill, 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 drill. We're indirectly um, and subconsciously breeding militants. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you have this energy that's consistently and constantly being, you know what I'm saying, oozed into your veins like you don't have any choice but to you know what I'm saying, breed. You know what I'm saying, motherfuckers that's under that act. So, you know what I'm saying? One of the things about my brand is just kind of opening up that spectrum. You know what mm. I'm saying? My music, even when I rap, you know what I'm saying? I'm rapping about some real shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting shit on motherfuckers' minds, taking shit in another direction. And even with the productions that Chicago has, you know what I'm saying, found themselves to love so much, um, in addition to, you know what I'm saying, relating to that side of the spectrum, I'm also showing, you know what I'm saying, other areas you know what I'm saying, that are very relatable to Chicago that, you know what I'm saying, kind of drive us away from what the whole world, you know what I'm saying, view us as.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, when you think about Chicago, you have a bunch of rappers who have really served as, like, examples of how you can be a popular rapper from Chicago or from, you know, a a city with a lot of violence and be able to totally transcend that shit. You look at Common, you look at Lupe, Mm -hmm. you look at Kanye, you look at Chance. I mean, LA, it would be harder, I think, for you to find examples of people who really like rose to the top of the rap game without having to talk about street shit. But right there, you got a bunch of fucking examples of people, because that's what you really like need to do if you wanna change the culture, I think. I remember being very excited when Odd Future came out of here, because I was like, bro, this is a fucking young, popping crew of rappers from yeah. LA who are not talking about violence and mm-hmm. are not associated with street shit. They're clearly not a gang. And this, like, is the shit that needs to be cool because then we can have more kids who want to skateboard and want to make art, who want to have fun with music and shit like that and not just sort
0: of play into these negative tropes. See, ho, Tam, like... I'm not even going to speak against, like, you know what I'm saying, Uh, the most popular drill rappers from Chicago and the messages that they put out, Because, like I tell you, they deserve to tell their story. But I think they should also contribute to a balance of putting something else on motherfuckers' minds. Because imagine the truth of the matter is I ain't even going to hold you. The main motherfuckers that's really, like, putting that shit into the atmosphere, G, they're not there in the midst of that shit. Mm -hmm. So you're putting batteries in the backs of motherfuckers that's still in the land and you know what I'm saying, they taking lives and they having to put their lives on the land while the motherfuckers that's really like just only putting a focus on putting that energy into the air, where they at, is fountains. And, and birds singing and, and dolphins and moats and shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's probably the most fucked up thing about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? woo woo So if a lot of the motherfuckers that's, you know what I'm saying, part of the drill rap scene that's from Chicago, that especially not there, still tell your story. Motherfuckers love those stories. Yeah. I love those stories. You know what I'm saying? So on and so forth. But... Try putting more energy into creating a balance and putting more shit on motherfuckers, man, other than, you know, what I'm saying kill, 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 drill, drill, drill. But do you see it even in
1: yourself? Because I know I'm on, on a personal level. There's like a couple of King Von and Lil Dirk songs that are like my favorite songs from them. And they're the most disrespectful songs mm-hmm. that I would not even sing on camera that For I sure. would not want anybody to see me vibing to because the shit is too toxic. But I can't lie that there's something of that energy Absolutely. where you know that they're talking about somebody that they fucking despise. Mm-hmm. And it's
0: hard to, like, turn away from that because you know how real that that conflict really is. Most definitely. Like like I say, though, they're telling stories that motherfuckers love. Their shit that Duck has released that is the most liked. Despicable shit That (laughs) you could ever You know what I'm saying Lend your ears to But that shit Raw as hell Mm -hmm. And Dirk has said some shit He's put some shit out Von has put some shit out Like That was just fucking Fucking amazing. Mm. Like from a creative standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know what I'm saying there are sets of people that wouldn't find wouldn't share those same sentiments because you know what I'm saying they're dealing with they're addressing shit um related to some of their loved ones and so on and so forth. But I'm just speaking on, you know what I'm saying, more so to creativity. And then of course, like, you know what I'm saying, you'll have motherfuckers like what well, shit. How would you feel if, you know what I'm saying, somebody that you love got killed and somebody... Is it possible for somebody to creatively speak on their death? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I also empathize with that as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I just feel like a lot of the, you know what I'm saying, main pillars... And the drill scene if they could just you know if they if they aren't going to steer away completely from telling those war stories then put the same energy you put into those war stories put into you know what i'm saying different areas that at least give the people a chance to um make better decisions you know what i'm saying in other directions you mm. know it's a real complicated situation for sure it's definitely true for sure and i mean even when I look at
1: that kind of thing, you see a lot of people who do a lot of charity stuff, for sure. and then they rap about crazy ass shit that nobody would really be able to deny. Inflames tensions there or otherwise, you know. A lot, a lot of people like to balance it out by doing a lot of charity, but then meanwhile, their music
0: is like a straight advertisement for murder. Mm-hmm. It's Man, wild. It, it's it's really a, the the messages that motherfuckers put out. I think they really um, they really sometimes underestimate just how much they affect. And then when you steady oozing that shit, like they don't even know, you know what I'm saying, the effect, the effects that they having on motherfuckers. Mm. Like there was a freestyle that I had called "Letter to the Members," you know what I'm saying. And in the midst of everything that's going on, and not only my hood, you know what I'm saying, but a lot of hoods around the world, I took that opportunity to remind motherfuckers actually what was the original purpose of gangs. Mm. I I also say I don't have anything against gangs either. It's more so about what you stand for. We need representation as a people. The police are a gang. The judicial system though those are gangs like you know what I'm saying so we need that as well right. so it's just like you know what I'm saying even when I was saying in the shit like I'm just reminding motherfuckers like do you know the real reason for assembling gangs was to emasculate the system and contribute to change Google search Black Panther Party like that's the type of shit that you got to put on motherfuckers man like you know what I'm saying so if a lot of the other artists that's you know what I'm saying one of the, the, the main pillars in you know what I'm saying pushing a drill culture could put some energy toward that as well that'll give you know what I'm saying Chicago a a fighting chance at Mm. you know what I'm saying flipping the narrative type shit you know when you put
1: that kind of content in the lyrics do you feel like people are receptive to it or do you sometimes feel like the more political or the more socially conscious that you get with the bars that people maybe tune out a little bit
0: you got to be creative with that shit Mm. because see like the black Chicago be like videos right overly popular Mm. and but at the end of those videos, there's a more of the story. The more of the to story is usually a lot of different life lessons that even a lot of my peers or even a, the younger youth, they're not receptive to those things from uh, people that are in their lives, like their teachers and family members and so on and so forth. But, you know, what I come to find is that adults are a lot like children. For real, for real. You got to trick them when you think about like you know what i'm saying with a with a child and you and you and you got some food on the spoon and they and you like you know what i'm saying and they laughing and you stick it in there so it's just like for me to deliver life lessons and real shit that need to be put on motherfuckers' masks, right. I'll sprinkle some beefy buns in there. You feel me? Some witty situations, relatable situations, you know what I'm saying? Location, scenery, and so on and so forth. And before you know it, damn, this nigga done just taught me something. Mm. So sometimes you got to be creative with your message. You right. know what I'm saying? And I will be about that too. Right. Definitely. It's like when you're giving your dog aspirin. You gotta mix it in with the food. Oh, God. I'm not dog guy, but I've heard. (laughs) Oh, my mama, for sure.
1: So did you, when you were a young man, did you always feel like you were funny? Because when I watch you on camera i'm just like holy shit this guy really has like a an understanding of how you can take like a somewhat normal sentence and just stretch a word out or add a funny noun to it or just you just throw some spin on certain phrases that you use that's just hella viral and funny and i just feel like you're clearly somebody who's
0: thinking about how to make people laugh for sure most certainly um i quite honestly motherfuckers be hailing me as some type of kevin hyde or something you feel me (laughs) like i don't even think i'm that funny for real it's just a matter of me knowing how to package and present Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying when i'm coming up with videos when i'm coming up with music anything i take the same uh strategy or the same process that you would use for an essay to construct that shit i have how i'm gonna bring it in The body, which is the situation And how I'm going to take it out So I know how to take shit, package it You know what I'm saying, and present it That's it, that's all Mm. Screenwriting
1: Right, mm-hmm. And you, and this is all self-taught? Did you ever get somebody to fucking teach you at a certain point? Or were you Googling shit? Or you just kind of figured See, it out?
0: It, it just figured it out. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of trial and error, even with the videos. Like, I edit all my own videos. That came with hours and hours and hours of YouTube. I, you know what I'm saying? I started off on a mobile platform um, from 2015 to the top of 2020. And then that's when I started using Final Cut. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I spent hours and hours and hours learning Final Cut. You were doing everything on your phone before that? Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. I, I meet a
1: lot of YouTubers who are pretty decent size or kind of big. Yeah. And then I realize like they're doing everything on their phone, which is crazy to me, because I always grew up I had a fucking computer. I learned to edit on a computer. Like I never knew yeah. that. That's See, amazing. yeah,
0: for sure. Like cause when I first started out, my was hurt I was in between blessings, you hear me? Like, I was barely able to pay my motherfucking phone bill, but it's like, well, shit, I'm going to put this motherfucker to work, shit. Mm. This is what I could afford. I could barely afford it, but this is what I could afford right now. So I had to make do with what I had, shit, until I got to a point where I was able to invest in a Sony a7 III. You know what I'm saying? And then over time, like now I got Sony A7, a 7 IV. I'm using G-Master lenses like, you know what I'm saying? Pete McKenna filters like, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers get busy now, but it was a process mm. getting up there. And do you have like a team that helps you put the videos together, or are you mostly doing it alone? Only I edit, but I do got a team that like help me record <clears> and all that. But as far as the Black Chicago B-Like videos, only I edit. But my music videos, you Films do my shit. And you write the entire video. So that's all out of your Off head? Off the top. Yeah, I don't write anything down. Wow. Yeah, I just stand there, I tell motherfuckers what to say and how to look because right. uh, the lines are important, but how you look and how you deliver it is mm-hmm. damn that double important. I think so. it's super impressive because you started out with mostly shorter content,
1: right? Exactly, And then yeah. you were able to transition into doing fucking 30-minute videos. And when I'm looking at it, normally when you see a series of like, you know, part 30, the views drop off as time goes by. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, these all have like 1.9 million views. Like the fans are fucking tuned in to the whole series.
0: Yeah. It's all about, you know, you got to steadily improve your craft. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even at the top of this year, I came up with the um, method of reinventing my shit by, making it more interactive. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the video, I ask motherfuckers, what should I do? Mm -hmm. And then whatever they say I should do, then that's what I do in the next episode. So that'll have me generating 10, 12, 15, 18,000 comments Mm -hmm. under a video. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to steadily increase and improve your shit. And what's the shit that they ask you? What do they want from you the most? It just depends. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had a video um, that I did where, you know what I'm saying? I was dealing with a young lady in the video, um, that of home was played by K. Valentine, rapper from Chicago. Shout out to K. Valentine. And um, she was drunk. So I asked the people, like, what she? is. Should I take the high road and chill? Or should I go ahead and whoop her shit? You feel <laughs> me? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I let them decide type mm. shit. But, you know, even with. Um,
1: but do they want you to do the right thing or do they want you it to. It depends. Because really? I,
0: I ain't even going to lie. The A lot of motherfuckers was in the, um you know, what Eminem said, fuck that shit, Raw Dog and bail Like, they was on that type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But right. with that particular episode, it's crazy. I had a twist with that. So the vast majority was saying, like, nah, I'll take the high road. And I'm like, at the top of the next episode, I'm like, well, shit, y'all wanted me to take the high road with shit. Head ass, I'm finna whoop shorty shit. So sometimes I, you know what I'm saying, do my shit, but you know what I'm saying, it's still a lesson at the end, because that shit led up to me getting arrested at right. the end of the next episode. So you know mm. it's always something to learn from. So if you,
1: you're capable of allowing your character to do some fucked up shit Absolutely. just so that you can
0: explore that part of most the psyche. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. I, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, you, life, you know what I'm saying, takes you in different directions. I didn't address so many different topics over the course of the years from, you know what I'm saying, domestic um, abuse, uh, rape, um, drug abuse, like, you know what I'm saying, even letting motherfuckers know that even at a young age, you can have shit like high blood pressure, mm. you know what I'm saying, and shit like that. So it's like, I'm touching on everything that we need to be aware of. So,
1: right. yeah. Yeah, when I was uh, interviewing Ewald and Rico Reckless, I think it was that episode, Good friends. I said something about uh, how the porn girls, if I pull the strap out and put it on the table, they'd be looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and they said, in Chicago, if you don't pull one out, they're going to be looking at you like you're crazy.
0: As far as like... You know, you go to visit a girl, and uh-huh. if you don't have one oh, yeah, on yeah, you, yeah, they're sure. going to be looking at you like you're tripping. Not nah, a whole time. That's the thing, though. You put They pulling that bitch out. They already got that motherfucker mm. out for real, for real, if we want to keep it a hunch yo. Really? Even the girls gotta yeah. protect themselves. What? Yeah, pipe right there. <laughs> Walk up in Shorty Crib, she got pipe on the bed. Like that right. shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit do something to me. Really? I ain't gonna lie, like, damn, shorty, like come here. Fuck. Well, it lets you up. know not to fuck around. Man, look, it, to let it, much, it, right? it let me know too much right. Not even in the net. Like that shit turn me on. Like mm. you got pipe, shorty. <laughs> I love you, shorty. Fuck the <laughs> time. So, yeah, type shit. You she got to
1: I mean? have all the PGF Nook modifications on it and oh, shit. God, look. Well, she could just keep it
0: classic, just the base model. You feel me? Like, I honor that shit.
1: When I interviewed uh, Dan Bilzerian in Vegas the other day, when I walked into his crib, I fucking looked down, and I'm like, you got a fucking PGF Nook gun right oh, here, right, bro. Right, right, all right. kinds of little shit on it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Damn, you ever try to do, uh, like... Uh, guest appearances on the videos like have fucking different rappers come in and like play some roles and
0: shit oh or? for sure Rico, Rico Reckless he was one of the it. first okay, people yeah, Ewa yeah. was in one of the last ones right yeah probably one of the last two videos Ewa was in that. so man Louie um, I done had quite a few uh, two um, characters off the Shy, mm. the movie um, the, I mean the television show the shot um, I done had two of them Bart um, his little brother off the show um, man I can't even recall I be having motherfuckers sliding through shit for sure for sure Do you have you managed to mostly just get love at this point, or is there a a backlash or is there negativity as a result as well? Um, the love is beyond understanding. There's some hate in there, but you know what I'm saying? I don't have any real ops, just motherfuckers that feel away about me, you know what I'm saying, doing my shit Mm. type shit. So yeah. But people don't get pissed off about it? Um, no. I mean, how can you? <laughs> like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like it's really doing what it needs to do for Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you mad at that, your whole perspective is whack. Like, right. you feel me? But how do you tread the line because
1: you obviously are somebody who's interested in lessening the violence and making Chicago a safer place and everything like that, but then at the same time, the stories you're telling through your videos are very much like, you know, the shit that people are going to really love seeing is the real shit. And the real shit is a lot of times not going to be stuff that necessarily, uh, you know, is peaceful. It's like you the, the most relatable shit that you're going to be talking about is stuff like what we
0: just said. Like, fucking, I, I like when I see a girl got a gun by the bed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, relatability. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have videos where it's a shootout in the street. Like, motherfuckers blowing at each other. You see motherfuckers got the 50 on there and everything. You know what I'm saying? So on and so forth. Like, and, you know, on that journey to teaching, you know what I'm saying? You got to relate. That's mm. the only way you're going to be able to hold their attention. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? Even the shit that's, you know, not too favorable, you know what I'm saying? So on and so forth. I got to hit that shit, too, in order to be able to really touch the people. So I'm going in all directions. How much does this shit change your life? Because,
1: I mean, you must be pring- bringing in some pretty good money at a certain point here.
0: Yeah, it's enough for me to take care of my kids. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> on, and so on and so forth. But I could, definitely say, I could definitely say it took me off that air mattress for sure.
1: Right. Yeah. So you, you're choosing to come in here
0: humble. You don't want to be the one coming out being like, nah, yeah, I ain't, I'm killing I ain't, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't with none of that shit, I <laughs> I don't know that. I You know, to each his own. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know, you know. Motherfuckers know what the fuck going on. I don't need to do all that. I'm more so about, you know what I'm saying, just showing that Like, you can see it. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can feel it. I'm not the type of, I don't need to come in flashing and pulling out money and all that shit without the bam like... You you, my know what the fuck going on. You so you're not gonna saying? come in here with a big ass corporate chain, ice the fuck out, hundred nah, grand on man, the necklace, look, man. To each his own. Style. I do want a chain, um, but it's like more so a memory pendant for my little sister that passed. But other than mm. that, it ain't really my thing. Right, I mm. respect it. Especially if you're trying to be a comedian, if you're trying to, well, you don't like comedian, but oh God. if you're a
1: content creator, if you, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't feel like people necessarily want to see you like stunned like that.
0: You know that that stun shit ain't even relatable, G. Because mm. it's a lot of motherfuckers out here that ain't got it. Mm. It's more respectable for you to be trying to get back for real, for real. Mm. That's how you end up making yourself a target.
1: I always felt like that, but then when I watch YouTube, a lot of times it seems like people just love seeing somebody showing off their ten million dollar mansion. Or mm-hmm. I remember it used to be so big for like the phase dudes to make videos like I spent twenty thousand dollars at the Gucci store, which to me I was like. I, like I'm surprised That the fans Want to see that so much Cause I'm thinking The fans mostly Are working minimum wage They're like the, This is a totally Foreign concept to them yeah. But some people Want to live vicariously And be able to do some shit That they couldn't do For sure Through your YouTube content
0: Man it's a fan base For everything It's a fan base For two bitches Shitting in a cup <laughs> You know what I'm saying so it's it's just kind of like, it don't even matter, G, for real, for real. Like, it, that that type of shit is just, you know what I'm saying, not my cup of tea. Right. Like, so you know what I'm saying? So I prefer to move around from that.
1: But you don't you don't like the comedian ter- phrase, even though I feel like you're so good at being funny. That by mistake. It's mis- by mistake. You know what I'm saying? Like, I,
0: I'm like a spoken word person. Like, I, I love to rap so much I could cry. Yeah. But I can't help that, you know what I'm saying, the funny shit just blew up mm-hmm. beyond understanding. So it's just kind of like... That's just how it be sometimes And I I can understand Why people be like Hey he's a comedian Like you know what I'm saying But motherfuckers know me In real life I don't even be playing mm. I don't be playing around Right Like you know what I'm saying I, Low key I'm dying In real life For real for real mm. But you know Motherfuckers wouldn't expect That they'll meet me In real life And they'll be like Man why are you not Telling a joke or something and I'm just like what so if i spent a week with you do you feel like i would see a totally different side of your personality you'll be like okay i get it
1: more chill
0: and and less funny absolutely you kind of flip a switch when you got to get on camera and make it 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 more entertaining you'll be like okay it's just a natural funny you know Mm. what i'm saying and you'll be like you'll be like this nigga is like fucking malcolm x mixed with you know it's like malcolm x mixed with you know what i'm saying in a pot with all your drill rappers with a little bit of chance like you know what i'm saying chance to rapper like it's just mm. you know but all that play play shit you know shit. motherfuckers from chicago don't even play like that i think it's crazy like motherfuckers love me for being putting the chicago shit into the air but forget i'm from chicago for real mm. motherfuckers don't play like that from chicago So you know what I'm saying You coming up to me I don't know who you is I don't know what's to you Mm -hmm. Like you know what I'm saying Motherfuckers got trauma Like real trauma Like you know what I'm saying Like even you know, I remember how much of a dark place I was in when they murdered Zach TV. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was a real good friend of mine. We graduated from the same college, I mean, the same high school, same year.
1: The anniversary of his death was just the other day. Oh, God, for Mm. sure.
0: I I had a dark cloud over my head after that because it was just like he was such a cool individual. Mm. He was a great guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And me, I'm a dickhead for real. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? For all we it's a lot <laughs> of different theories that surround, you know what I'm saying, why he was gunned down, you know what I'm saying? But for all we know, we was he was gunned down because somebody couldn't afford his act TV interview and they felt the way. Mm. And my prices is how every motherfucker thing. So what if a month what would a motherfucker do to me? And I'm yeah. an asshole. Right.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was a big eye opener because you have this whole new lane in which, you know, a young person could make money independently with the YouTube shit and everything. And Zach TV was clearly at the forefront of that, doing all these interviews and getting all kinds of unprecedented access to people at a time when this was very, very new. And then for people to see him die made them realize like, oh, shit, as a content creator, you're not
0: necessarily safe from all the bullshit that could happen to you. You know that 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 I think motherfuckers just be forgetting like what we got to deal with is real people, mm. like you know what I'm saying. Like as much love and joy as I bring to the city and the rest of the world, like it's still motherfuckers out here that want to do harm to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As a result of that, so that keep a motherfucker on their toes. That had me looking looking crazy and all that. You know what I'm saying? Woo! Like I don't got no chill nowhere. Like you know I don't have no motherfucker chill because I just don't know. What the fuck Happened Or who the mm. fuck Like you know what I'm saying Like you feel like You can't trust No motherfucking body For real And how old are your kids now um, My oldest baby is um Twelve My middle child is six And my youngest baby is three And that really changes How you view Your own life right Absolutely I, They need me mm. Like you know what I'm saying And each one I'm big on generational wealth mm. So before I leave this earth I need to prepare my children To be able to keep The brand going Like right. you know what I'm saying So that alone what if somebody take me up out this shit before i get a chance to really put what i need to put on their minds g right. that's stressful so it's just like I, I just be in a dark place a lot of times for real but people would never know it because when you look on youtube and look on the internet i be playing mm. but you know what i'm saying that's a that's, that's a character i ain't gonna say that's not me that's a percentage of me mm. like you shit be real out here for real but do you ever wish that you could uh
1: really show every aspect of your personality or is that a goal in the long run to be able to really
0: hit people with the real you i mean originally when you think about the evolution of the videos they were all fun Mm. Uh, over time along with the production getting better they start getting darker Mm. the storylines start getting more serious like you know what i'm saying so i'm incorporating my real spirit into the videos over time and then plus motherfuckers get the real me and my my raps too so yeah Mm. It's like a whole new generation
1: of like real people from from real backgrounds. Because I actually got put onto you from my girl CC React. Oh okay, God, yeah, my she tapped tapped in, in, in with me. Oh, she does your publicist stuff too. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't yeah, know that. We've been locked in for sure. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. So she hit me up because we interviewed her, mm-hmm. and she was just like, check this dude out. You might fuck with him, and you know, I was I was totally into it. And uh Blessing. she's an example of somebody who. Is just out here telling her real ass stories, exactly. totally unadulterated. She's not the type of person that you could imagine that in prior generations, a TV network would have been like, oh, here, have a show to tell all these crazy ass stories throughout your life. But she got the YouTube channel and people are really gravitating towards For it. And sure. she's turning herself
0: into a fucking YouTuber, a personality Man, influencer. And I seen her growth, though, is a beautiful thing. Once you click that algorithm on YouTube, it's over with. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Damn. Are, you, are any of your kids old enough to appreciate your content yet?
0: Oh, for sure. Um, Brazil, my oldest baby, she's in a lot of my video. A lot of people think okay. that's my sister, but that's actually my oldest daughter. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've been putting her to work. She's been getting to it, like you know what I'm saying, and you know, understanding the hard work that goes into it. I've had um, a few Chicago videos that she narrated. She's mm-hmm. the only other person that's ever narrated. You know what I'm saying? A Black Chicago be like video. Wow. And even during the course of the recorded process, I remember the first time she was. You know, sitting there for such a long period of time, she get the crying and shit. And I'm like She was nervous to do it? Um, she wasn't nervous. She okay. she got a hot like her pops. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? She get to it, but it was just kinda like it was it was weighing down on her and she like crying and shit like <laughs> And I'm like, this is hard work. You know what I'm saying? Daddy shoots for greatness and Brazil is gonna do the same. Right. And then I remember she And got that shit done, like you know what I'm saying. Like that's my my homie for sure. That's dope. But she really excited when it came out. Absolutely, and she see like okay, this is what hard work does, and to see the numbers, Mm. like M's, like you know what I'm saying on the views. Like yeah, she she know what's going on. Because kids get YouTube. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) My six year old and my three year old, they navigate it like you know what I'm saying. Like it's crazy how kids is at this time. Could you ever do a kids channel? Um, I would like to. I would love to do, you know what I'm saying, some kid-friendly content, something for us. Like, you know what I'm saying, something that they could relate to that's teaching them shit, so on and Mm. so forth. So that's definitely on my schedule or shit to accomplish. That's
1: what I think when I'm watching The Wiggles or Blippi or whatever, I'm thinking
0: like, so I
1: could just do this. I could just put on a weird-ass costume and be like, "Hey, how you doing? For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. That's like a fucking crazy lane to imagine that you could be... A grown-ass man who creates a business and a channel off of dressing up like a goofball and yeah. then just <laughs>
0: acting corny as fuck um, on
1: camera. And that that's that's a lane. Like yeah. There's people making millions of dollars it doing captured, that shit. It
0: captured the attention of the young man that it need to get to. So it works. Right. Mm. Yeah. This shit is wild. A blessing for sure, for sure. That's a fact.
1: Let me ask you this because you mentioned them earlier. We were just having a conversation in here about how up until a couple of years ago, it felt like Chance's career was really being like fast-tracked. Like he was becoming one of the top rappers. He was right there in the category at Cole and Kendrick and all these guys. And then he puts out that album. And I mean, for me, I've listened to him over the years just to see what he had going on, but I'm not like the type of person who's like super invested in his music or whatever. But then I'm starting to see the tweets and I'm realizing people really don't fuck with this thing. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like now, because he, he's got another album that he's about to put out, it's, that's kind of the question. It's like, how ready to love Chance again are the people? Are they ready to let him back into their hearts? How do you feel about that?
0: Well, um, Chance, I've always been a uh, fan of Chance. Uh, definitely one of my homies. You know, what I'm saying, as an artist, you know, we have these different creative spaces. You know, what I'm saying that we found ourselves in. Obviously, um, with his last body of work, he was in a happy place. Mm. You know, what I'm saying, and maybe that didn't. The uh, the majority didn't take to that because they weren't in a happy place. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like di- people want different shit at different times. You know what I'm saying? And that's the and that's one of the the biggest pressures that we are under as artists. Like we'll have some shit and we be like, man, we know this shit. I done had plenty of shit where I'm like, man, this shit gonna hit. Mm. Woo woo. And then as soon as it drop, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? So it like it be like that shit. But shit, I, I hope that his next body of work do what it's supposed to do for sure it's hard to make being happy really like resonate
1: with the people sometimes i feel like because uh so i'm reading will smith's biography right now which is great reading you should definitely read it because him sort of like doing the tv thing and doing the rap thing and and when his rap career fell off he boom he came right back with the tv thing and then how he sort of masterminded how to become a movie star it's like very inspiring and it kind of reminds me of what you're going through but uh when I was thinking about... oh, So I'm reading his shit. And the, the, the song that really brought his music career back when he fucking really... His music was at like an all-time low. Nobody was fucking with him. But the TV show was hot. And then he wrote that song, Summertime. Mm-hmm. And fucking that song... I was watching the video with my girl just being like, bro, you never see songs like this anymore that are just yeah, yeah. straight up. What's it about? It's about how there's a bunch of hot girls out, how mm-hmm. the weather is nice, how yeah, everything yeah, is yeah. good, everybody's chilling. I'm like... This is not, and, and I was thinking about, uh, it was, I, I gotta say it was a good day by Ice mm-hmm. Cube back in the day too. Another song, a little bit more gangster, but you know, he's basically just talking about how he had a good ass day. You don't you don't see a lot of those songs really popping
0: off these days. People kind of want turmoil and tension, I feel like. You can de- you can deliver happiness. Like like I was saying, it's about how you package it. Mm-hmm. You got to package that shit a certain way for the people to be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Woo woo, because there are some people in a happy place. During 2020. When the PPP shit was popping, everybody was (laughs) in a happy place. You feel me like? So it's it's really just about how you package that shit for sure. Mm. Do you think the
1: PPP shit kind of fucked up a lot of people's lives? Because that's what I keep hearing is a lot of people got a real taste of what it was like to have money. And now those, a lot of those people are out doing
0: robberies and doing oh, all sure. kinds of crazy shit because they want to recapture that feeling they had. No, I ain't even going to lie to you. Like, I know that's one of the reasons why it's going to be a hot summer. Mm. It's going to be a hot summer because, you know what I'm saying, seeing this uh, th- that amount of money for different people, like... It, it, it put them in a position to kind of uh, uh, start to establish a way of life that they unfortunately weren't able to maintain. Mm. So now motherfuckers still want the hunger of that shit that they got a taste of. And a lot of motherfuckers is willing to do it anything. So it's just like, man, that's real shit.
1: I mean, when I talk to people who own stores around Melrose area in L.A. and shit, like that's one of the first things they bring up is how everybody's scared to go out and go shopping these days. And mm-hmm. that the reason that they blame for all the people out here doing robberies is basically because of the fact that people got that taste
0: of having money with the
1: pvp shit and they're just fucking they're out here trying to
0: get back on that level man look you got motherfuckers that ain't never had nothing you hear mm. me i'm talking about nothing all of a sudden there was no nice restaurant where that bitch wasn't bussing mm. like you know what i'm saying d your buckets and <laughs> gucci boots Saint right. Louis shades, like you know what I'm saying. Like it was that for a lot of motherfuckers, but once that shit started drying up, it, it, I, I feel like it's definitely gonna be ugly this summer.
1: Because you know you've been you. getting money for a while, so you're not necessarily like jumping out the window. But did you see people in your life where you were like? You're while and you're gonna get caught up and you're gonna get one of these crazy ass cases that we're seeing a bunch of people get or anybody that you kind of looked at and you were like damn like I'm worried
0: about how man this you ends. know what I'm saying I I'm wanted them type of motherfuckers like you you know that that meme McKermit sipping his tea that's me. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I just mad, mad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whether, however a motherfucker winning, I love to see it. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? A lot of shit is meant to come to a certain type of end. And, you know, I wouldn't wish that for anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, to see motherfuckers winning, like, you. whenever I see black people happy. Like, one of the times I've seen black people, like, happy and working together, you know what I'm saying? As crazy as it is, is um I was down, I was down. Town Chicago in the midst of the looting oh, right really? after George Floyd. Like I'm talking about like one of the first nights where it was really, really cracking. Like walking through that shot a music video down there. And um that's what you were doing, or you were there to march? I was down there to shoot a music video. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? it wasn't even at that time of day, at that night, it wasn't even about marching. It was all about getting up in the motherfucking stores mm-hmm. and getting what the fuck you could get. You feel me? So I went down there and shot a video and shit. And even in the midst of that shit, like, you know, you had BDs and GDs working together. That you, Man, motherfuckers trying to get the, get the shutter up on the, Hey, you need help, bro, for the gay. Like, motherfuckers like, you feel me? Like, motherfuckers is working in harmony. Like, wow. it's a fucked up situation to see that, but it, it was beautiful to see. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers working together, but yeah, shit be crazy.
1: Ultimately, after having lived through the, the George Floyd, era the protests that came afterwards and everything like that do you feel like anything changed in america and do you feel like anything will change as a
0: result or do you feel like shit is pretty much back where it started you know i would be feeling like you know when you just when you think hi right, we we getting there something? Nah, no, we not. You know what I'm saying? So it's discouraging as far as like change. There have been different, you know what I'm saying, advancements that have took place that show that we're making progress. Right. But as far as really seeing what we're looking for, shit, we might not even see that in our lifetime, G. Mm -hmm. The system is the system.
1: Okay. So how do you feel when you see uh, people saying defund the police? Do you think that that is an effective slogan? And do you think that like that, or do you think that that kind of turned a lot of people off maybe?
0: Um, As far as defunding the police, I, I could definitely see um, where that idea came from. I think in general, um, there are a lot of other important areas where funds need to be allocated to us. When we think about um, how many... Like how many different things That our cities choose to fund Over you know what I'm saying Our schools Mm. needing funds And you know what I'm saying Helping to get the homeless off the streets So on and so forth Like you know what I'm saying Like I think in general You know what I'm saying The allocation of finances Needs to be reevaluated. You know what I'm saying So as far as defunding the police Like you know what I'm saying I definitely could You know what I'm saying Understand like you know what I'm saying Why my fuckers feel that way for sure
1: in terms of your personal dealings with the police or how you feel like the average person around you feels about them, do you feel like the police in Chicago are
0: reasonable or unreasonable? Um, shit. You know, to keep it a buck, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I have tension, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, toward law enforcement, you know what I'm saying, for different reasons. I don't think it's just in Chicago. I think, you know what I'm saying, across the states, you know what I'm saying, is is different, you know what I'm saying, police officers and motherfuckers that's in that position that just be on some other shit, some dirty shit, some crooked shit, you know what I'm saying, so on and so forth. And, you know what I'm saying, I've came across, you know what I'm saying, shit like that that just got me feeling away way You know what I'm saying? Law enforcement in in general for one reason or another. Don't get me wrong. I've came across some cool-ass cops. Mm. I've came across some cool-ass detectives. You know what I'm saying? But generally, you know what I'm saying? If I I see law enforcement in in my review, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm tense. Nervous. Nervous nervous is an understatement. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I feel a way to the point where even I have law enforcement come up to me and tell me how much they fuck with my videos. Mm. It's bittersweet. I can't even participate in the good energy that they're trying to extend to me because I have so much tension mm. to a law enforcement in general.
1: That's a weird feeling because when you're young, when you're like 18, you can't imagine like relating to a cop because they're all older than you and shit. But mm-hmm. now that I'm older... It's kind of weird. I might get pulled over by a cop who's younger than me. Yeah. You know, I might get pulled over by somebody who I, I feel the vibe. The last couple of times I got pulled over where I can kind of feel it that they recognize me. And that's a weird equalizer.
0: Man, look, that, just, that remind me. I, I, was on, I was on 87. Police get behind me. Woo, I'm in the car with me and my homies. I'm damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Woo, out the bam. They pull motherfuckers over. They get to the window. Man, I just want to let you know I fuck with your videos. That should not be allowed. Now I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at them like first of all, everybody everybody hops in a motherfucker cop do 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 like you know what I'm saying? We don't know how they coming like you know what I'm saying, and you wanna pull me over, you know what I'm saying, to give me good wishes in regard to my productions, but it's just like I can't even enjoy that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm still trying to come down from my motherfucking, my oxygen stopping. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like that tension between shit. Now, I'm sure it's a lot of people that fit it. The tension between law enforcement and the people, that shit is thick. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, one day at a time with that shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, In terms of how
1: you want your... Career to go from here, and I've been thinking about this a lot because when I was reading the, the Will Smith book, he's so deliberate with how he chose his movie roles mm-hmm. because he knew he wanted to be a mega movie star. He didn't want to just be a guy who was in some movies. Like for sure, for sure. His for first sure. movie, he turned down a ten million dollar acting role to do another film that had a th- that was three hundred thousand dollars because he believed that it, it was the kind of role that would get him to where he basically got in his career, you know? That's real. When do you think about where your career could go from here, what are the primary things that you think about?
0: Well, I, I wanna piggyback off that shit with him choosing the 300,000, right? You know, I had a, conversations with my, a conversation with my conversation, my homie, right? Big Twine, you know what I'm saying? He in a lot of my videos were out the band. He gonna laugh when he it is, this, but see this, but look. So, he having a conversation with me, he like, you know what I'm saying? What if Kevin High, you know what I'm saying, or somebody gave you, like, $2 million to go on tour with them to be a stand-up comedian? Would you do it? I'm like, nah. And he looking at me like, what? You fucking goofy. Like, you wouldn't (laughs) do that. You know what I'm saying? Woo-woo. Like, if I genuinely don't believe in that for me, why would I participate in that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's about what I believe in and what I stand in. So, I'm like, if we going off of your logic, right? then that means you're willing to suck dick for two million dollars. And he just like, yeah, bitch. Because if you (laughs) genuinely, like, if that's something you genuinely won't do, then that means somebody can buy that from you. Mm. I believe that's actually the definition of selling your soul. When you compromise what you firmly and strongly believe in for financial gain, that is selling your soul. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, he firmly believed in the um, path that he wanted to take roadwise, so on and so forth, to the point where he was even able to take a significant pay cut. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's real nigga activity, and that's just how I'm coming to. Like, So, you know, I, I can relate to that shit. Like, I know what's meant for me, and I know what I'm on. And if it don't line up with my vision, that shit over with, and no you know, matter
1: what. You know what the crazy thing is that? He had the right people on his team, too, because his manager was the one who told him that he didn't think the $10 million role was the right one for him. And when you think about a manager, he said his manager was getting like uh, 1. 15% of everything mm-hmm. he was doing. So okay. his manager is basically missing out on like a million bucks right for sure. there, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is that alone is a fucking huge decision and, and says a lot about the people that he had around him that they were interested in the long term life of his career. A lot of people don't have that.
0: For sure, I I have that um, in my team as well, really? um, because you my my two managers Stein real well like you know what I'm saying, they know how I'm coming and how I feel about shit, mm. and even if something is really yielding like a some a significant gain, if it doesn't line up with how I'm coming, get the fuck on somewhere, mm. and that and that's all. But see, they get a percentage of that. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying and that's a sacrifice for them as well but they believe in me and you know what I'm saying how I'm coming so you know what I'm saying motherfuckers just roll with the blow light you know but you gotta have a good team you gotta have a good team around you for real for real so I can relate to that as well
1: but it's interesting you sound like somebody who's really confident in your talents because you believe that you could turn down the the, com- the comedy opportunity because you believe that what you have going right now is is strong and that you could take your talents in a lot
0: of different directions um, oh for sure. Like you know what I'm saying, uh a few months ago I turned down a um a role for a project on Netflix. Really? Yep. Um the terms, you know what I'm saying, that you know what I'm saying were being extended to me just wasn't right. And, you know what I'm saying, I could have just took it like, well, shit, I'm going to have some work on Netflix, you know what I'm saying, so on and so forth. Ooh, let's do it. But I know what I know.
1: The money wasn't right? Or was the money it...
0: wasn't right and the terms weren't right. But see, if the terms was right, I could have dealt with the money. But
1: the terms in terms of what, them some having some kind of exclusivity over you exactly. or something? Like you couldn't do other roles? Exactly. Or... Okay.
0: Like, you know, it just wasn't worth it. Really? So it was just like, even with that, like, you know what I'm saying, nah, I'm Gucci. And who would turn down some shit like that? Mm. Like that's a that's a you taking your 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 whole little brand to a whole nother plateau. But that's the power
1: of you already having your platform and already having some bread, is that you can turn that down and be like, nah, maybe I'll wait six months or a year till I get the offer that's right for me.
0: Man, it's all about, you know what I'm saying, being your own plug, G. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? That reminds me of something I said in a in a rap. They can cancel your role for whatever reason, but when you write in direct, they got to see you every season. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm in control of my own shit. So it's like when other opportunities, you know what I'm saying, come 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 about, oh, okay, what well, the If I'm not fucking with it, I'm not fucking with it because I work I'm, I'm an introvert. Mm. I don't like people I'm not very friendly You know what I'm saying And especially in the entertainment industry A lot of your progress um, Can be influenced by networking mm. It's hard for me to network Because I don't like people Right. So that's why I work double hard To compensate for the lack of opportunities That I miss out on mm. As a result of not being friendly You know what I'm saying So that's why I work to increase my skill sets You know what I'm saying I'm acting I'm also recording the shit Working the equipment Editing that shit Like you know what I'm saying I try to Create this, you know, what I'm saying foundation for myself that makes it hard for me to have to lean on another motherfucker, right? For show, sure, for show. Sure. So it's definitely about that.
1: You know, yeah. As a creator, you want to build the kind of platform that allows you to have the lifestyle that you want to nah. ideally have. Like an example of that would be, I know someone who used to make a shitload of money on a um, from advertisers, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point, he kind of realized he's like, I'm going to take my platform and you know have the business model of my platform be my fans paying me $10 a month for the content because he didn't want to live in a world in which he had to be worried about getting canceled or want to have to worry about you know his sponsors turning on him because he's involved in some controversy or whatever and I really respect that because that allows him to then explore whatever the fuck he wants to explore on his podcast and i mean that that ultimately like same thing with me like i would like to make more money from sponsors for sure but i also don't want to build the kind of business in which i have to constantly be thinking about keeping the sponsors happy you know i want to be able to say edgy shit on here and have Conversations that a lot of people might consider offensive.
0: Absolutely, because you know them 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 YouTube community guidelines, you gotta be really like in tune with those. Because it don't take none for your shit to be yellow. You go it, you get yellow a lot? Well, see, I'm very in tune with them guidelines. So I drop some shit and I upload it as a draft. If that shit ain't green, bean it ain't dropping. <laughs> you know how But I'm you saying? get them turning yellow after the fact sometimes? no nah. Really? That okay. That hardly ever happens for real, like you know what I'm saying, like you know over time, you learn how to work around getting your shit yellow, like for example, um like in the videos, I can be behind a female like, but if you can't see on camera that the pelvics are touching right. That will get yellow, but if you have it from the waist up, that's green. Mm. Like you know what I'm saying? Or I have motherfuckers in the streets. Boom, 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 boom. It can happen. You see the sparks and everything. But you but don't show the actual gun firing. It has to be blurred. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you figure out ways to work around what you need to work around and shit, you know?
1: We just kind of go for it and just hope
0: for the best, yeah, which yeah. is not always <laughs> the, best, sure. uh,
1: the best way to go about it. But, you know, I see somebody like uh, I watch this dude, Swamp Stories, who does all kinds of crazy hood stories and mm-hmm. shit. And like he you could tell that he started getting demonetized a lot because when somebody gets killed in one of these stories that he's telling, he'll say corporate rolled up on Adam 22 and then mm-hmm. bop. And then he'll just put R.I.P. Adam 22. Exactly. God forbid, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the fucking screen. Mm-hmm. I could tell that he's just got <laughs> hit too many times because yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're on making a video and you're saying, and then he shot him 12 times in the face and he died. I mean, that sentence alone is like a target for the YouTube
0: algorithm. Yeah, for sure. Like you'll have surface stuff that's like, okay, obvious, but then you'll have deeper shit. Like one of my uh, productions was um, if the man off of you was from Chicago, like mm-hmm. that show you network off netflix and i narrated and did it in the same fashion that he do in the first episode there was a lot of attention on the girl that was walking which was sarah black shout out to the sarah black and she walking and you know you can see the jiggle in the ass cheeks and everything so on and so forth that got yellow because there's a community there's a youtube community guideline against um like predatory type activity hmm. so it's like if it seems like you're preying on someone and okay. it's too much of a focus your shit will get yellow i had a vlog activity like that as well where it's like i saw a girl jogging in a park and i'm behind the tree <laughs> and i'm going back and i'm behind that was predatory oh, wow. so they yellowed it so you really have to research the community guidelines to make sure your shit be green every time but that's
1: the shit that's fucked up too is that a skinny girl a girl with no body on her will not be likely to get hit by the algorithm but if a girl has big ass tits i mean shit she was born like that but she got a big ass all of a sudden the algorithm is just fucking you know but if you're like a 90 pound chick on the
0: beach in a bikini the algorithm's not going to pick that off man look when i don't know the 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 platforms clearly got something against the curvaceous (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying tiktok is not fucking Mm. with me like sometimes i'll be decent like you know what i'm saying but i i remember the video where they stopped fucking with me you remember the white challenge White. Right. White. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I had while well, I'm in the bathroom and then um I had the Sarah Black and Tukey mm-hmm. behind me. I'm talking about Throwing that motherfucker, throwing the <laughs> motherfuckers. You hear me? Right. They took me out there. <laughs> <laughs> ever since. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your, when they took your videos
1: stop getting as many views? Absolutely. After that? Wow. Yeah.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, they be feeling their way toward the, the beefy buns. Mm. I ain't gonna lie to you. Just gotta work your way around it. <laughs> it's
1: a fucked up world we live in where your career could just be affected that much by some crazy robot shit not to mention half the time it's just like a bunch of haters reporting you and that's what's getting your shit taken down
0: yeah for sure for sure it's crazy you really got to figure out a way like you know to have shit be on instagram and <laughs> facebook like you know shadow banning and all that shit that shit is real like you really got to especially as a content creator you have to figure out how to really like monetize on each platform mm. and even with instagram like i don't even really go live on instagram like that no more mm. because i didn't found out about bego What's Bego? Bego is like a, it's a live streaming app where you get paid to go live. Oh, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this motherfucker's on there that don't even got no following that's clearing 24K. Whoa. I just got on that motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm on that bitch constantly. Like, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's basically like, um, Twitch. Okay. Like Twitch is for gaming. You sitting, you gaming, right. but, but Bego is you moving around. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? And we are getting paid to go live. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you, you really got to figure out social media and find how you can capitalize off of each platform. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It occurs to me that there, has,
1: there used to be, like for people our age who we remember, that there used to be all these amazing hood movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that has really kind of slowed to a crawl. You don't see a lot of it. You do see some dope shit. Like, uh, I still haven't seen it, but I know Boosie put out a movie mm-hmm. independently, charged people five bucks or whatever it was, made like a million bucks right away. Mm-hmm. That really was like, oh, shit. Okay, so there's a real market for this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you are someone who clearly has like the talent and the skill set to really like do that kind of thing and really document the world that you're coming from and make this this kind of movie type thing that could maybe hit a bigger audience than what you currently have. Is that something you
0: ever think about? I'm literally in negotiations with a large platform right now. Mm. Um, I wanna be. I've said it before, but this a rather large platform for me to really say who it is. We still getting this shit together, but I'm. I'm. Uh, um, it's not Netflix, but it's a large platform that has a very high interest in Black Chicago. Be like the movie. Really. So we are literally in in the process of you know what I'm saying getting that approved and rolling right now. That's dope for sure. Is there anyone else that
1: you're willing to admit that you look at in the world of like people just making independent content, funny shit that you look at and you're like, that's a person who's doing it right. I look to them. They give me some
0: inspiration. You know, I study everybody that's like clearly like has more impressions than me, so on and so forth. Country Wayne is in my search by. Ha Ha mm. Davis is in my search Shut by. A-ha. Desi Banks is in my search by. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of different creators. Like, I've i i I've accomplished what I've accomplished, which is um my floor is a lot of people selling. Like, you know what I'm saying? But now my ceiling is a lot of their floor. Mm. So I'm trying to figure out how can I get past that, you know what I'm saying, and get up on their level. So it's just like I be paying attention to what motherfuckers on for sure. Right. One person that I, I think he's one of the go to this shit, one of the funniest people who made a platform for himself is Drewski. Do you agree oh, with for that? Sure. Oh, yeah. His his numbers are fucking amazing. I've never met him. The hits anything, just but, keep coming, yeah, man. Yeah.
1: Like he just fucking hits me over the head he with don't some even have shit that
0: blows my mind all the time.
1: I thought it was fucked up, though. How do you feel about this situation? So he made a video basically about dudes who love to get drunk and fucking get girls drunk. Mm -hmm. And he's clowning basically on dudes who rely on this as their way of getting pussies, like trying to hype girls up and make them take shots and shit like that. And it was actually so controversial they ended up taking it down. How do you feel about that?
0: Do you think that's too edgy? That's what type of culture we in, G. Mm. I don't don't have anything anything against any type of content that's putting out there because it's relatable and it's something that's real. Mm. If it ain't real for you, it's real for them. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like we just in a a time where motherfuckers is just a lot more sensitive. Mm. So it's just like a lot of times we can't really get our shit off like we want to. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely be like that. A lot of times we got to be fake Conscientious about, you know what I'm saying, what we're doing. That video
1: still, I think, got like many, many millions of views because other people re uploaded it to Twitter and stuff like that. But I actually thought that was a super important one because I was watching that shit cringing, thinking about the way that shit was when I was in high school and mm-hmm. stuff, where that shit seemed totally normal to me when you're at like high school parties and the guys are trying to get the girls to take a shitload of drinks and everything like that. And I think. By that skit, you kind of, like, raise awareness of that. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you have some 18-year-old kid who's thinking, oh, that shit is corny. Yeah. That's something I want to
0: look out for. I don't want to be that kind of dude who's on that kind of time. The times that change because whole time, like I told you, I had the, love, the video situation regarding Shorty being drunk. Right. If that wasn't attached to a moral of the story, ain't no mm. telling how motherfuckers would have felt. But let me tell you, in my earlier videos, I had a video talking about how motherfuckers used to run bitches. Mm. One no more the story today, right. like you know what I'm saying, and I'm I'm outside. I got the bottle in my hand. I'm waiting for my turn. You hit me, right. like you know what I'm saying. So I didn't did that type of shit at that time. Like it was a little more, you know what I'm saying, digestible for the people. But we're in a different time period now, right? Mm-hmm. And it's weird because you always
1: want to push the edges. You always want to, you know, like comedy is about taking risks, right? Yeah, for you sure. know, if you want to make people laugh, you want to try to poke out the situations that people aren't talking about which mm-hmm. is why I thought that Drewski video was so fucking killer um, but then you know sometimes it's like you run a little bit too far in the other direction have you ever felt like you kind of crossed the line or, or did something that you kind of had to take back or you wish that
0: you could have took back um there's a video I like that type of shit I would consider it to be dark humor mm. like you know what I'm saying and there's one video that I was kind of skeptical about putting it out but I'm like fuck it like you know what I'm saying it's dark humor very simple video mm. and there was a video there was a sound on tiktok um, and I think it was from one of those like marvel type movies where um, the voice the sound is like goodbye little one mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying some shit like that So I green screen myself in front of Planned Parenthood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm looking to it like, goodbye, little one. <laughs> like, funny. you know what I'm saying? That's what But look, motherfuckers are feeling way about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when I put that shit out, I'm like, this shit, wow, but fuck it. Abortion is one of those <laughs> things that can really divide exactly, society. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was motherfuckers in the comments like, I'm so disappointed in mm-hmm. you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Woo-woo, but it's dark humor. You feel me? So it's just like... You I don't know, this is how it is nowadays for sure. Definitely. Um Okay,
1: so w- what would you say that the fans should be looking out for in the near future in terms of new
0: shit that you got that you're bringing to the table? For sure, for sure, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just relate, released my um, latest single, Bitch Back. My next single, Throw That Ass. You <laughs> feel me? That's coming next. You feel me? Watch the Bam. Um, definitely look for more content, you know what I'm saying? And definitely the official announcement of, you know what I'm saying, closing that situation with that last platform. This, this would be a huge mm. W. This is the calm before the storm. Absolutely. Because you're about to turn chilling.
1: Up. What? <laughs>
0: what, what, what dirt say? Man, what? Like, you feel me? Like, this is really about to be that. So, definitely stay tuned for that. And y'all already know what the fuck going on. My fuck's just going to keep it coming. You feel me? I feel you. Oh, God corporate <laughs>
1: <Blastens>. <laughs> i appreciate you man thank, man, thank, you, thank you so much, so much. cool ass dude mad. appreciate yeah, you thank for you sure. man. for real everybody go tune into his channel he don't need the help but go give him some more subscribers love, love. appreciate you man appreciate corporate you. corporate no jumper coolest podcast in the world check us out on youtube tiktok patreon like comment subscribe nojumper.com if you want to support appreciate you man